Warning. Wicked Wanderers is not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Wanderers, and welcome to Wicked Wanderers Podcast. I'm your Wicked Hostess, Jacqueline. I hope everybody had an amazing weekend and went on a adventure. If you are new to this podcast, each week we travel to a different destination I discuss a haunted place, some dark tourism, as well as some fun things to do while we are there. So pack your bags. We're going to Spain. My little brother has been in Spain and the Europe area since February. I'm super jealous. I will actually be meeting up with him in September in Germany. Spain is in southwestern Europe with parts of its territory in the Atlantic Ocean across the Mediterranean Sea. Spain is a gorgeous country with scrumptious food, ancient sites, and spectacular landscapes. And here are some travel tips you should know before you go. When traveling to Europe, if you are not part of the European Union, you need to have a valid passport. There is a lot of public transportation, buses, trains, and rideshare companies. When you buy a transportation ticket, most of the time it has a seat number on it, so stick to your assigned seats. Check out plane tickets You can typically get a cheap ticket when traveling to a different destination in Spain. Tipping in Spain isn't something that is done often, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't. It is appreciated. There are 11 mountain ranges in Spain. Tapas are not found all over Spain. They are mainly in Granada, Seville, and San Sebastian. Many places are closed between 2 and 5 for siesta. Always double check opening and closing times before you go out. You don't want to waste your time going somewhere with it not being open. Alcohol isn't measured, so if you do not want a strong drink, make sure you stop your waiter from pouring more. Breakfast is anytime between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., and breakfast is not a big meal. Lunches between 2 and 3 in the afternoon. And dinner is always late anytime after 9 p.m. Do not eat near tourist attractions. They typically do not have authentic food. Do not go to the beach on Sundays. Everybody is typically off of work on Sundays. Watch out for pickpockets in tourist areas and popular areas. 
If you are driving, make sure you're on the right side of the road. Literally, stay on the right. Always wear sunscreen. Nobody wants to get burnt on vacation. Always make sure you have euros and don't rely on just your card. If you are meeting with people from Spain, always expect them to arrive late. This is me. I literally set any clock in the house and the clocks in my car 10 minutes fast. It works though. You greet with two kisses on each cheek. After leaving the beach, cover up. It is rude to walk around in just your bathing suit. Never flash your belongings. It is always best to travel without jewelry, fancy watches, and don't show how much cash you have. Spaniards can be blunt. Me too. So don't get offended. Get traveler's insurance. Summers are July through August, and it can get extremely hot in certain areas. Spaniards love to stay out late and party. Being vegan or vegetarian is hard in Spain. That doesn't mean these options aren't available. There's just not a lot of them. Most of Spain is Catholic. Fiestas are a big deal. Spain is a very safe country to travel to. However, you should be aware of pickpocketing and scams. If you wish to go to an attraction, pre-book or book early. The drinking age in Spain is 18. There are no required vaccines to visit Spain, but always check out the CDC website if you wish to get any done prior to traveling. There is no smoking inside, and if for some reason you get arrested in Spain, you're held for 72 hours. Always contact a lawyer or your embassy. Let's just hope. You don't do anything fucking stupid to get in trouble. Now we are ready to travel. We will be traveling to the Parador de Cardona. Located in Catalonia, about 60 miles away from Barcelona. The Parador de Cardona is on top of a hill overlooking the valley of Cardona. Its original purpose was to be a fortress, and it is one of the most important fortresses in Catalonia. This medieval castle has a Romanesque and Gothic design to it, and it is truly a sight to see. This castle now has a luxury hotel in it that has some spectacular views. And the gem to this hotel is the Torre de la Mignona. This is the original tower that was on the castle. The Parador de Cardona has a dark past, though. The original fortress served as a prison, 
and a torture center in the medieval ages. And of course, there is a story of love. In the 11th century, Adales, the daughter of a Viscount and Viscountess, had a love affair with a Moorish jailer in the nearby Malda Castle. They were madly in love. The Moor man even renounced his Muslim faith and became a Christian for her. Being the good Christians that her family was, of course they accepted him with open arms. Wrong. It didn't matter that he converted to Christianity. There was a war between the Moors that dominated most of the territory, and the Christian kingdoms trying to retake the land. Adale's parents and brothers condemned this relationship. Being the loving family that they are, they banished their daughter to the Minonia Tower. Her new prison home was only 10 meters across, and the only contact she would ever have would be from a mute servant. Of course, she did not last long in this prison and she died alone with a broken heart. She now roams the hotel and is mainly seen in room 712. The hotel does not even rent this room out unless it is requested, due to the hauntings that happen there. Unusual voices, screams, ghostly figures, and troubling dreams or not being able to sleep at all, have all been experienced in this room. Furniture will move to the center of the room, even when the room is not occupied. The doors to this room always stay shut, and cleaning staff goes in to clean this room in pairs due to the hauntings that have occurred. This is just another locked-up prison for Adale. The people who were tortured when this was a medieval fortress are also said to roam the hotel. Book your stay at this exquisite hotel. Are you brave enough to stay in room 712? You can see the amazing view of the town below on the roof of the tower that was Adale's prison. If this is too much for you, you can make reservations at their gourmet restaurant, experience some traditional Catalan cuisine, make sure you explore the historic center of Cardona, the streets in town will take you back to a time of Romanesque and Gothic constructions. Make sure you visit the Cordona Salt Mountain and explore the salt mines. Our next destination is about 8 hours away, so I will be highlighting some unique places to go to while we are on the way there. Barcelona. 
There are so many things to do in Barcelona. I recommend doing all the tourist attractions if you have not been there before. It's something you must do at least once. I'm giving you the hidden gems and things to do that are unique. So after you have visited everything that you want to, tourist-wise, in Barcelona, I recommend that you go to the Bunkers del Carmel or Toro de la Rovieria. Get an amazing scenic view of Barcelona on a set of abandoned and remote anti-aircraft defenses. Watch the sunrise over the beautiful city or grab some wine and enjoy the sunset. Maybe even a romantic date. Go to the lesser known market for fresh food and fruit. Marquette de la Libertad. Freedom Market. Go to Sants and grab a drink with the locals. Sants is a residential neighborhood that has a strong community and a laid-back atmosphere. You will see some old bodegas that look like they have not changed since the 1960s. Not to mention, the drinks are cheap here. Make sure you explore all the local neighborhoods. The Garcia has many independent boutiques and cafes. The Gothic, it's not so much a hidden gem nowadays, but it is a great area to hang out and visit. It has more of a young, lively vibe to it. Make sure you try some vermouth while you are there. Pobre nu. Check out all the amazing street art and murals in this neighborhood. El Born Ribiera is full of local artists and unique shops. You also need to check out El Peto, The Kiss. This mosaic artwork of The Kiss is made up of hundreds of small pictures, each telling their own story. It's really cool. You definitely can stare at it for a good hour plus. Go to the Monquic Mountain. This castle is transformed into a huge outdoor concert venue and outdoor cinema on several evenings during the summer. Make sure you steer away from the amusement park that is up there. And of course, there's the beaches. These three beaches are a little bit outside of the city so you do not have to fight every tourist while just trying to lounge on the beach. There is the Playa de Castel de Fils. This is just outside the city. It's only visited by those who like to be off the beaten path in Barcelona. Playa de Parafuguel. A truly pristine beach with crystal clear water. That is north of Barcelona. Costa de Garaf. 
is about a five kilometer stretch of sand in shallow waters. This is enough space that the visitors don't get on each other's nerves. And I cannot tell you about Barcelona without telling you about some of the food. Paella. Served everywhere along the Spanish coast. This rice dish, traditionally with lots of seafood. Go to Paco Alcalde. This is where you get the best paella in town. There is also a vegetarian version. Tapas. Even though tapas aren't originally from Cataluna, you will find tapas restaurants all over Barcelona. La Mistresa. This is off the beaten path, and it is known for its authentic atmosphere and tapas. So Solia in the Garcia neighborhood is also a great place to get tapas. Jaiga is also another traditional restaurant that is great for tapas that is in the center of Barcelona. Make sure you get a drink at the Forest of Fairies. I love this place. Upon entering this enchanted bar, you are immersed in a magical world. Enjoy a coffee or one of the best burgers in Barcelona in a unique location surrounded by magical things and fairies. There is so much you can do in Barcelona. Like I said, if it's your first time there, please make sure you see all the castles, chapels. There's so much to do there. And now we are going to our next destination, Valencia. Check out Mercado de Tapaneria. This isn't a regular market. It has creative areas that have different stalls each week with antique markets, gastronomic spaces, and two small squares where you can see live music, exhibits, and different kinds of workshops. This is one of my favorites in Valencia. Take a photo at Casa de los Gatos. Casa de los Gatos, the cat house, is a tiny house in El Carmón that serves as a shelter for the neighborhood strays. The stray cats have been there since 2003. A local artist, Alfonso Navario, decided to make an artistic facade of the spot and name it El Casa de los Gatos. It's a cute little house painted, and all the little cats can go in there. And always be nice to any stray animals, that are in any area that you go to, these animals do not deserve anything bad to happen to them. Go to El Casa Judia. Get lost looking at the beautiful Art Deco houses of the 1930s. Besides the dominant Art Deco style, the building also features prominent Hebrew, Oriental, Arabic, Egyptian, and even Hindu elements. Go see the street art in El Carmon. This area is famous among the locals for its amazing street art that gives the area a unique, artistic, and vibrant charm. Go to Cafe Berlin. 
and participate in the language exchange. This is where tourists from different parts of the world get a chance to learn each other's foreign languages or teach their native language to other tourists. This is a great way to learn some more of the language in the country that you are visiting. What a cute little idea. Just teaching each other how to be amazing. Visit the Central Market in Valencia. Make sure you have horchata with freshly baked cartons, a traditional pastry dusted with powdered sugar. The best place to try horchata and cartons in Valencia is the beautiful Horchateria Santa Catalina. I took French in high school. Don't ask me why I took French. Do I remember any of it? Not really. Should I have taken Spanish? Absolutely. So I apologize if I am butchering every word. You cannot visit Valencia without trying their famous tolón. They have tolón alicante, which is made of whole almonds, egg whites, sugar, and honey. And there is the hejona variety, which is almost like a sweet paste or butter. Go to El Sari, which is actually outside of Valencia, about 12 kilometers away. But this is the perfect option if you are looking for a getaway from the city's busy streets. Spend the day relaxing on the beach. Our next destination is Sisa, hidden away in northern Murcia. Sisa is one of the most picturesque yet less known parts of the region. The countryside that surrounds this little town is transformed into a pink and white magical wonderland with over 10,000 hectares of peach and other fruit trees that burst into bloom. The best time to see these amazing blossoms is in March. It's truly a sight to see. Go to the Ricote Valley. Sit on the beautiful Segura River, surrounded by fruit and citrus orchards. There are nature trails, amazing viewpoints, Stone Age cave paintings, natural hot springs, and irrigation systems dating back to the Moorish times. Count me in on hot springs. Good food and wine, cultural sites, outdoor sports, hiking, rock climbing, horseback riding, rafting. Ricote Valley is something you must do. Our next stop is Lorca. Go to the wild beach. Five miles of coastline. Forget the vast golden beaches of Alicante and Costa Blanca. This beach is in a regional park and is made up of cliffs, coves, and coastal trails. No construction is allowed, so you will only find the odd fishing village. The beaches aren't easy to get to, but once you're there, you will enjoy pure nature. Also, make sure you visit the cave museum, and you can even stay in a house that's built into a cave. And finally, Granada, our final destination. 
This is a fabulous Spanish city that has a wealth of Christian, Jewish, and Muslim history. It is home to incredible architecture, food, and views. And before we get to our final destination, here are some things you absolutely must do when you go to Granada. Go on a free walking tour. The tours leave Plaza Nova at 11 a.m. every day. The people who run the free walking tours are certified guides, plus these are locals, so if you have any questions, they will be able to answer them and give tips on where to go, secret places, and things you should do. So now that you've had history of the town and been able to speak to a local guide, we are going to go to Jardón de los Martires. Located within the surroundings of the Alhambra, in the southern part of the enclosure, it is one of the areas that goes unnoticed by many people. It has about seven hectares of land. It is considered one of the most beautiful gardens in Spain. Go to Parque Frederico Garcia Locras. This is a beautiful garden park set in the grounds of the Spanish poet Frederico Garcia Locras' former family home. It is the perfect spot for an afternoon of sun, relaxation, and a way to get away from the hustle and bustle of the city center. Walk down the Paseo de los Tristes. Walk past churches, palaces, museums, and other cool attractions. Wander around the area, make sure you pet all the stray cats, and admire the colorful baskets of flowers hanging out of the windows of the homes. Browse through the shops of the Arab Quarter. There will be a lot of tourists, but you definitely need to go look at it. You will find Moroccan lamps, leather shoes, colorful bags, beautiful pattern rugs. There are plenty of tiny trinkets and gifts that you can get. There are also plenty of Moorish tea rooms serving shisha, mint tea, and Arabic sweets. The Moorish tea rooms in Granada usually have an exotic decor with dim lights. You sit on pillows, low tables, and colorful decorations. They are great places to relax while puffing on a shashish and sipping on some exotic tea blend. Make sure you find one outside of the tourist areas so you will get a more authentic experience. Marvel at the different murals and graffiti in Ralejo. Take a self-guided tour. The Ralejo area is right by the Alhambra and is an easy detour. A traditionally Jewish borough. It is absolutely covered in murals and artwork. View the amazing murals and see if you can find the signature work of El Niño de las Pintoras, the kid with the paintings. Tapas, tapas, tapas. Eat all the tapas you can. There are tons of bars in Granada that offer free tapas, and to get one, all you have to do is order a drink. Granada is one of the few cities in Spain 
that still offer tapas, making this experience truly unique. Bar La Buena Vida has a huge menu of free tapas to choose from, and if you enjoy eating, you can always go on a Granada food walking tour. Make sure you book tickets in advance. Castrile, the whitewashed village clings to the bottom of a narrow rock, known as Piña de Castrile. Walk the picturesque Carada de Rio Castrile boardwalk. Make sure you follow the river. The path is mostly pinned to the side of a ravine. You will cross a hanging bridge and venture through a tunnel on the way to a cozy restaurant where you can have a cold drink or something to eat. La Sila de Moro. This was a former lookout point. This beauty is one of the best spots to contemplate the palace's magic under the rays of the setting sun. And if you walk further and go down the hill on the opposite side of the viewpoint, you will reach Albaizin Bajo, a lovely area to walk around with plenty of terraces and restaurants. Of course, you need to hike the Sierra Nevada Mountains, go on a day trip to the mountains, go on the Los Carlos Trail, which starts in Monachil. It is a wonderful way to experience different landscapes that the highest mountain range of Spain offers. The beauty of this hike is you can either take a hard circular route or stop halfway, and that way is mostly flat. The hike starts in the village of Manachil and follows the river with the same name into a deep canyon that provides fantastic views. Many people follow the trail and stop along the way to have a picnic or go swimming in the river. This is one of the hidden gems, the witch's village, Sopaduja. Perched in the Artujaras in Granada, Sierra Nevada. This village has an obscure witch theme throughout the entire trail. You will find statues of dragons, witches, spiders, and even the Hansel and Gretel's house. The easiest way to get there is to drive, and it's only an hour away. A bucolic haven from this point above Isclamonte. It might seem as if the nearest bars and restaurants are extremely far away. But if you follow the dusty path around to the right, it leads to one of the most delightful surprises in the city. Along the ridge on the hillside, a small community of people live in caves and shacks that are cutely decorated with artifacts crafted out of scrap metal and wood. The quirkiest pizzeria in Granada is there. This unnamed restaurant provides one of the most quirky dining experiences available. Granada is filled with nightlife. People in Granada love to party and typically will stay out until 7 or 8 a.m. A couple of the best nightclubs are May West, Club Effect, Rock and Rolla Underground Club, and the Buga Club. I know this is a little bit more touristy, but if you like to go out, 
Those are some of the popular clubs to go to. And now it is time for our final destination. Let's get wicked. We are going to the Palace of the Forgotten, a 16th century old courthouse located on the bank of the river Daro at the foot of the Alhambra, which will take you back in time. Unlike what most people think, the name The Forgotten refers to the Jewish and not the people that were tortured to death. Since the Jewish community lived in Granada for more than 15 centuries, the name Granada itself is of Jewish origin. There is hardly anything left of the Jewish Granada, but the Jews formed an important community with great poets, statesmen, scientists, philosophers, who enriched the city of Alhambra, the palace of the Forgotten was conceived as a space dedicated to the Sephardic culture of Granada, owing its name to a people that was forgotten after the inquest and the expulsion. In 1066, a Muslim mob attacked the royal palace of Granada and crucified Joseph Ibn Nagrahila. Who was the advisor to the king? The mob would then massacre thousands of Jewish families in Granada, making the streets run red with their blood. This museum has Jewish artifacts, torture devices, and instruments of death, and you get a glimpse into the pure torture and suffering that was inflicted upon the people. It doesn't get much darker than that. There is a two-man saw, which was used to cut people in half. They would string you up, and then with the saw placed between your legs, they would start sawing away. What a horrible fucking way to die. This one may be even worse. The Bull of Phalaris. The condemned would be placed inside the hollow metal bowl. Once inside, a fire would be built underneath it. The nostrils of the bowl had holes in an acoustic design, so when the person inside screamed, it sounded like a bowl. On top of the building, there is a great view in the gallows. So when you walk the old streets of Granada, always think about all the bloodshed that has occurred there. The Thousands of Jewish families that were massacred and then sent out of their own town with most of their culture in that area destroyed. And this concludes my episode of Wicked Wanderers. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, wander more and stay wicked. Bye. If you could please rate and review, especially on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, this helps everyone find my podcast. Pictures of all the places mentioned will be posted on my Instagram at wicked underscore wanderers podcast. If you have been to any of these places or have been pretty much anywhere fun, been on an adventure, I'd love to hear about it. 
please email that to me at wickedwandererspodcast at gmail.com. I do write, edit, and produce this podcast by myself. If you wish to donate to the cause, you can at patreon.com slash wickedwanderers. You can join my monthly subscription. I do have one bonus episode posted. Links to where I found some of my information is listed in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I truly appreciate it and love all of you. (laughs) 